Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. The Daily Compliance Review for June 9, 2019, the Sunday Book Review. Today, we're going to take a look at three books about the U.S.-China relationship. So certainly a solution to the U.S.-China trade war and the avoidance of conflict cannot be found without asking what both sides ultimately expect. But I was interested to see that there's a role for Japan in this as well. Our first book, Leadership and the Rise of Great Powers by Yang Zhangtung. Sorry for that name pronunciation. Um, He takes a look at the Chinese uh, side of things and talks about the different ways of looking at leadership, or rather how countries uh, move forward. The Perhaps the most interesting thing about this book is, although Donald Trump has mentioned 27 times, there's not a single in- entry around Xi Jinping. If a book by a major scholar from China for an international audience cannot discuss the China's current leadership in a book about leadership, I think that tells you as much as you need to know about contemporary China. Next up, uh, in a very interesting book, China and Japan Facing History by Ezra Vogel. And here, uh, Vogel uh, actually presents a relationship that uh, between China and Japan that is much more nuanced than I had fully appreciated. Certainly, the uh, source uh, spots from World War II and the <coughs> Chinese invasion, or rather the Japanese invasion of the Chinese mainland, still harbor uh, lots of feelings, but there uh, have been uh, diplomatic strides made forward, and the author notes that post-war relations between China and Japan have rarely been as bad as the rhetoric suggests, even though it is not as warm as the closest of neighbors would warrant. Um, Prior to uh, the 1972 breakthrough between the U.S. and China, Japan had um, increased trade with China, Uh, quite a bit. And even with the continued rhetoric, there has been an increase in tourism by the Japanese into China. And finally is a book of China's Vision of Victory by Jonathan D.T. Ward. And this was uh, not the most troubling, perhaps, but it really uh, put the argument for, explicit argument for containment of China by the West and it's uncompromising in its assessment of the challenges from China. Uh, the, wide, the book surveys a wide range of areas that China's influence has grown, including mil- militarization, investment, research, and development. And the current, um, although it calls for robust uh, response to China, the administration's uh, tactic of trying to cut off large companies may at the end backfire simply because <clears throat> with the Chinese financial um, community now fully invested in investing in Chinese companies and developing technology. So not allowing Huawei to, uh, Huawei rather to move forward may, uh, with U.S. products may turn out to backfire. And the same is the U.S. response to the Belts and Roads program. Uh, if the U.S. is not going to do it, he asked, who are countries going to turn to if they can't uh, re- expect help in infrastructure from the U.S.? A very interesting set of books on China for your consideration. 
Finally, it is here, my latest podcast offering, Trekking Through Compliance, an exploration of compliance through the lens of Star Trek, the original series. This is something I've wanted to do for some time. And with the help of the creative team at One Stone Creative, we're going to put together a great podcast series for you where I take a look at each episode of the original series of Star Trek and provide you three compliance lessons. I know you will enjoy it. It will appear daily. All of this is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network and now a member of C-Suite Radio.